0: He's a nice guy, but he played too much football with his helmet off. Linda Johnson on Gerald Ford. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and by the time this episode airs, we'll be three days from the midterm elections in the United States. Today's episode looks at something that I think is a little bit of a revision of history that I've heard a lot about lately. It's been a bruising campaign season, as campaign seasons usually are, and there have been a lot of insults thrown back and forth. But one of the things I've seen people saying is that they wish we could go back to the time when politics was more gentlemanly, more polite. And certainly in the age of Twitter and TikTok and instant communication, insults get thrown around a lot quicker. And since 2016, they have become a little bit nastier. But in reality political insults are nothing new at all. And what I want to do today is look at some from the past that show we've kind of always been this way. So let's get started. Let's start with a quote from the 1950s, widely considered the most cordial and boring decade of the 20th century. It's the period people are talking about when they say make America great again, and it had more problems than I could cover in 10 episodes. But at least the politicians were nice to each other, right? Well, not always if this quote from Illinois governor and two-time Democratic presidential nominee Adley Stevenson is any indication. Talking about the Republican Party, he once said, quote, I offer my opponents a bargain. If they will stop telling lies about the Democrats, we will stop telling the truth about them. End quote. Classier than just saying loser, but a slam nonetheless. And Stevenson didn't confine his jabs to the Republican Party as a whole either, once calling then-Vice President Richard Nixon, quote, the kind of politician who would cut down a redwood tree and then mount the stump to make a speech for conservation. End quote. An even more stinging slam of Nixon actually came from his running mate, President Dwight Eisenhower. When asked by a Time correspondent about Nixon's contributions as vice president, Ike replied, quote, If you give me a week, I might be able to think of one. End quote. Ouch. Now, sticking with U.S. presidents for a moment, since they have the biggest platform and thus most recorded political slams, most people today recall President Trump's comment that he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Few know that 200 years before, when asked if he had any regrets as president, Andrew Jackson said, quote, two, that I have not shot Henry Clay or hanged John C. Calhoun, end quote. Clay was a United States Senator and Calhoun had been Jackson's first vice president. Even the beloved Abraham Lincoln threw shade at a political opponent, though this time his well-known eloquence may have been a disadvantage. Speaking on Stephen Douglas's policy on slavery in 1858, Abe said, quote, It is as thin as the homeopathic soup that was made by boiling the shadow of a pigeon that had been starved to death, end quote. Harsh, yes, but it hardly rolls off the tongue. Not surprisingly, President Teddy Roosevelt was more succinct when talking about his predecessor, William McKinley. He said, quote, "...McKinley had no more backbone than a chocolatey éclair." end quote. Political insults are not confined to the United States or to the last 200 years, however. 500 years ago, when Martin Luther was leading the Protestant Reformation and England's Henry VIII was still a Catholic, Henry wrote an attack on Luther's views that earned him the title, Defender of the Faith from the Pope. Never one to mince words, Luther replied that Henry was, quote, a pig, an ass, a dunghill, the spawn of an adder, a basilisk, a lying buffoon dressed in king's robes, a mad fool with a frothy mouth and a whorish face, end quote. Wow, Martin, tell us what you really think. Now, if you want a little more gentility in your political insults, look no further than Britain, where they're always polite. As when Prime Minister David Lloyd George said of an opponent, quote, the right honorable and learned gentleman has twice crossed the floor of this house, each time leaving behind a trail of slime, end quote. Or when Member of Parliament Jonathan Aitken said of Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, quote, she probably thinks Sinai is the plural of Sinus. End quote. Or when UKIP leader Nigel Farage told the European Council president, quote, I don't want to be rude, but really, you have the charisma of a damp rag and the appearance of a low grade bank clerk, end quote. And no look at UK political insults can leave off their greatest wordsmith of all Winston Churchill, who once said an opponent, quote, he occasionally stumbled over the truth but hastily picked himself up and hurried on as if nothing had happened," end quote. Now, back in America, and more recently, Senator Bob Dole was on both the giving and receiving end of some political zingers. Commenting on former presidents Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, and Richard Nixon, Bob Dole said, quote, History buffs probably noted the reunion at a Washington party a few weeks ago of three ex-presidents, Carter, Ford, and Nixon. See no evil, hear no evil, and evil, end quote. Funny to be sure, but really not as funny as U.S. Congressman Jack Kemp's slam of Dole in 1985. Kemp said, quote, In a recent fire, Bob Dole's library burned down. Both books were lost, and he hadn't even finished coloring one of them, end quote. Sometimes, though, the best political insult is simply stating the obvious. During the 1988 vice presidential debate, Republican nominee Dan Quayle compared himself to John F. Kennedy. His Democratic opponent, Lloyd Benson, simply said what we were all thinking when he replied, quote, Senator, I served with Jack Kennedy. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator." you're no Jack Kennedy, end quote. That was an epic burn. So those are just a few of the epic insults leveled by politicians at each other over the years. I share them not only to bring some laughs to a dark time, but to dispel the myth that they're a new phenomenon. The only real difference today is that our so-called leaders fight more like third graders on a playground than the wise, educated men and women they'd like us to believe they are. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll go a long way towards helping us create more episodes and hopefully becoming completely ad-free. Thanks a lot.